Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. It is 7 a.m. East Coast time. It is Tuesday, December 3rd, and we're going to break down this seven-game NBA slate for you today. Before we do that, if you are new here, welcome to the channel. My name is Salvetri, and I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets. NFL content going to be going out all week long for NFL Week 13, but we have NBA content every single day on the channel here, seven games today. Before we get started, if you see any value from this video, or if you're somebody who has been watching these videos, feel free, and I really do urge you to subscribe. It's totally free, and it helps me as a content and independent content creator the most. Discussed yesterday on the show that about 51 to 54% of people who watch aren't subscribed and then saw a ton of comments coming in that oh i don't even know so i really do appreciate the people that went in there and hit that red subscribe button and also if you subscribe enter into the contest all week long whoever your favorite 6k play of the day is 6k play of the day on friday i'll take up all the tallies however many people commented i'll spin a big wheel and i'll pick a winner for a 20 dollars paypal so be sure to include your twitter handle your paypal just a way for me to contact you to enter that contest you must be a subscriber so hit the subscribe button to enter on the audio version if you're interested you can do it via the podcast review leave a five star and then leave a review who is your 6k play of the day be sure once again to leave a twitter handle or to leave a paypal just something that really so i can contact you so thank you you can do that linked up down below is my exclusive content over on patreon nba projections every single day for the nba season as well as a ton of nfl content going out every single week you can check that linked up down below and then follow me over on instagram salvetry i'll release exclusive content sneak peeks over there for my patreon stuff i'll make some things free uh, and then only people on instagram will know that it is free for that hour or day and you can follow me on Twitter at DFS. That's it for me. Let's get into the seven-game slate. Again, hit that subscribe button and the five-star rate and review on the podcast. Who is your 6K play of the day? Leave that comment down below. So starting with injury news. Uh, in Cleveland, uh, Chetty Osmond right now is the only person who seems to be on the injury report. Questionable with a back. This would help Kevin Porter Jr. or Larry Nance. There's other ways they can go around this lineup. They can play smaller, but I think they would probably just put in... They were already thin at small forward. Really thin. I mean, that's why... Uh, Osman, who has been terrible this season, is playing 30 minutes a game. So I think Porter Jr. would step into his place in a fine matchup against Detroit at the three. Uh, he is going to be 3,500 today, Porter Jr. So if he was to start, he might be early value, not great value, not slam dunk value at small forward position, but early value. In Houston, Daniel House Jr. is going to be questionable with an illness. Ben McLemore, who just went off in the last game, Chalky Ben McLemore, is now priced up to the 5K range. He will be the biggest benefactor starting in place of Daniel House who went from doubtful to questionable, so maybe Daniel House might actually play in this one. P.J. Tucker, Austin Rivers would also see more increased run in the rotations and maybe changes to where they usually play. And then Clint Capella is probable for this one, has missed about the last, I would say, what is today's date? Once again, the third, uh, he's missed about the last two weeks. You have, for the Clippers, Michael Green, really just a rotational player at this point, questionable with the tailbone. Mo Harkless, Landry Shamit, just those secondary minutes would be impacted there. Anthony Davis, probable with the shoulder injury, as they always must tell us. He has a tough matchup against Denver today. The Lakers should be a fun game there. Uh, for Miami, Goran Dragic is out with a groin. Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Justice Winslow will all benefit. And then also Deion Waiters, just uncertain. His 10-game suspension was over, but he did not play in their previous game uh, on Sunday, I believe. So it's unclear is what my reasoning is. He just did not play. So we'll see if we get any news if he plays or not. If he doesn't, Tyler Hero will continue to see nice run as well as Kendrick Nunn. Now, so with New Orleans, Derek Favors is out with a personal reason. We saw Jaleel Okafor start the last game and Jackson Hayes started the second half over Okafor. So keep an eye on who starts there. I, I would have interest in, once again, whoever starts, but Hayes seems to be a little bit more stable in his minutes production. And then Kendrick Williams is out with an ankle. So this is actually important. 
You have a power forward out in Okafor, uh, or, or center out, in, uh, power forward slash center out in Favors, and now in Kendrick Williams. You have some other injuries. Uh, Darius Miller has been out for a while now on this team that's going to impact just the overall minutes. I think you see Brandon Ingram at the four today, which would be very beneficial. That would probably start Josh Hart or Redick at the three, and then you just play a little bit smaller, but Brandon Ingram at the four is very good for him at his price point. Nicola Melli would be the other player to pick up some more minutes um, in the rotation. Going over to Orlando, Michael Carter-Williams is doubtful with a hip. You'll still see Markel Fultz, who's been balling out as of late, with a really good matchup now against Washington. Fultz is playing like 30 minutes a game, so keep an eye on uh, Markel Fultz, DJ Alkenstein getting those backup point guard minutes as well for san antonio lamarcus Aldridge has missed uh, the last game he's questionable with thigh injury rudy gobert or rudy gay would continue to start at the four uh, Jacopoto at the five and then trey Lyles has worked his way back into the rotation due to the marcus Aldridge injury uh, kyle lowry continues to be doubtful with a thumb injury we'll get fred van vliet starting still in a difficult matchup against miami and norman powell and then mo wagner for washington He's going to be questionable today with an ankle. Thomas Bryant priced all the way down against Orlando today. Still no Vooch for Orlando, um, but they have Aaron Gordon now back fully healthy. No, no Alfarico Mino as well for Orlando, I should point out. So maybe not as tough of a matchup as it usually would be against Orlando uh, for the fill-ins for well, questionable Mo Wagner. But Thomas Bryant, Davis Bertens, and Rui Hachimaria would all see more minutes uh, at the four and the five if you had no Mo Wagner in today. So those are all the injury news. Keep an eye on all of them. And then as always with the NBA, injury news if you're new to watching my NBA videos. It will change all day, so I recommend following Fantasy Labs over on Twitter um, or myself over on Twitter, at SalvageDFS, where I'll post updates as well as my content over on Patreon. I do post um, projection updates all throughout the day, up until lock and even after lock. If there's any major news, I'll update them usually within the hour or immediately, uh, usually, but definitely within the hour. So heading over to the target offense sheet, this is what we have for today. Just briefly going to look at it before we get into our early interest. The highest total on the slate, as you might expect, two games here. So one, the Clippers, a 119.25, and then you have another team in Dallas, a 118.75. And both these teams are playing defenses that are porous, to say the least. Um, so the Clippers, 119.25. I like this spot. I'm going to like both of the, the big names here, Kawhi and Paul George. I like Paul George a little bit more at a cheaper price point and just both of them playing similar minutes with similar production right now. So I'll take the guy who's cheaper um, in Paul George at, I believe, just 8200 today. Uh, you have a nice matchup and at least a cheap, I would say, price point um today or cheaper price point today for Harold, but it's just not a spot that i feel all the need in getting to just track throughout the day if anything happens with Kawhi resting for some odd reason lou williams at his price point is just very math to me i think that pat bev is a cheap value play a built-in value is interesting so i really rank this team right now probably paul george Kawhi, and then pat bev for me would get to Harold and lou williams as secondary options but nothing stands out on the portland side yeah you have a priced up and really he's been a little bit priced up as of late hassan whiteside at 8k but it's probably one of the top two spots on the slate for his center uh, if he can stay out of any sort of foul trouble and the big news for Hassan Whiteside that I think is maybe going a little bit underreported is that his blocks are just going through the roof, right? He had the 10-block game, I think, a couple of days back. And you want to know why? Well, I'm not trying to pick on Carmelo Anthony's defense because there's a lot of guys in the league who don't play defense. Carmelo Anthony's just porous. But when Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony is defending in front of you or to the four, guys will get by him and you'll have much better shots or much better chances at blocks. There is no coincidence that uh, these blocks for Hassan Whiteside have spiked over the last week, week and a half. That is why they have. He's playing alongside Carmelo Anthony. It could be another person that's not named Carl Anthony that is terrible at defense. If you're just letting guys get by you and they're getting to the center more, there's going to be more blocks. But then there's also going to be more risk in terms of fouls for a guy like Whiteside who will foul. So uh, I think it's a good spot for Whiteside. 
on this Portland team, the names that stand out are Damian Lillard probably the most, and then Whiteside. At 8K, it's just you have to prioritize your lineups around him. I'm not too sure I want to do that with some guys that we'll talk about on the early interests at like the $6,500 range. So right now, I think he's fine. Want to look more into it. He's very much reliant right now on those blocks, but I do think they keep coming. I just might be a little bit risky. The other high total, lots of high totals on the slate today. Um, a 234 game total here is the highest on the slate where Dallas is a three and a half point favorite. 118.75 over New Orleans was a 115.25 team implied total. On the Dallas side, yeah, give me Luka. He's back down to like 11,300. I think that's cheap. I think that's affordable in a matchup where players don't play defense. Lonzo Ball is back now, so that makes it a little bit tougher if they put Lonzo on him. But even if they put Drew Holiday, so, I mean, these guards on New Orleans will play defense, right? Um, more so than the team as a whole. And now that they're healthier, some of their defensive team stats are a little skewed. Lonzo played 30-plus minutes for the first time since returning last game. I think he played 33. Drew Holiday should stay at the two. So those two will primarily be, I would imagine, stuck on Luka Doncic in this one. But it, it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, you had LeBron guarding Luka Doncic, and the guy still dropped damn near a triple-double by, like, what, one assist? He didn't get the triple-double, Luka. So I think it's fine. Luka's fine in this spot. And then I also really, really, really like Christoph Porzingis at 6,500. He's had, like, a, a rough, like, an average week over the last week. Below average if you've been playing him at his 7-plus K price point on Fantasy or on Fantasy Draft or DraftKings, really. And then... Uh, yeah, so for Dallas, my priorities are Luka and Kristaps. It's like 1A, 1B. The whole team is in a really good spot. Do you want to play Dwight Powell, who's probably in the best matchup on the slate against New Orleans, and Jaleel Okafor slash Jackson Hayes? I really don't, but there's value in that. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. stands out. He's been consistently playing 30-plus minutes. I think he's coming off of a 31-minute game. So I, prior, I prioritize this team today, probably as Kristoff's, Luca, and then Tim Hardaway. It doesn't mean that Luca is a secondary interest. He's still a priority for me. It's just Kristoff's, so it's $5,000 cheaper, so he's easier to get into more of my lineups. On the New Orleans side, I do think they put Brandon Ingram at the four with no Kendrick Williams today, no Derek Favors. I think that means that you get J.J. Redick and or Josh Hart starting at the three, depending on what they want to do there, with Lonzo at the one and Drew at the two. So I like Brandon Ingram the most. He's still at reasonable $8,100, and now he's playing at the four, which is much better. You don't have to rely on him securing rebounds from the three and knocking down shots from the three. Now he's going to be playing right next to the rim. And he's going to have all the opportunity in the world in a favorable matchup here. The problem with him is moving to the four in terms of just set pieces. He'll see more of Kristaps with Porzingis, which is not great for him. Um, definitely not the same Kristaps that he was in the Knicks on defense, but still very solid. So uh, it's not great for Porzingis there or for Brandon Ingram against Porzingis. But again, this is going to be one of the um, highest total games, the highest total, one of the highest scoring environments on the slate. I don't know how many set pieces are really going to impact the overall production of Ingram. I like Ingram the most here. I do think Josh Hart is fine. If he starts, even better for him. He's just going to see more minutes. He's going to play 30-plus minutes regardless, even if he comes off the bench because of the injuries to this rotation still with Kendrick Williams. And in general, they've been giving him big minutes even in the beginning part of the season when he was a little bit injured. The price point is probably fair, 5100 I believe, for uh, Josh Hart somewhere in that range. So I think that's okay. Lonzo Ball is still too cheap in the 5K range, coming off of a 33-minute game. I prioritize this team right now for me as Brendan Ingram, Lonzo, and then Josh Hart. If you end up getting to any Drew Holiday, I think it's completely fine. I guess the last thing I will say is Jackson Hayes. If he is listed as the starter, really whoever's listed as the starter, whether it's Okafor or Hayes, that center will also have interest in me. I have more interest in Hayes because I think he's just less, I mean, we saw it in the last game, less likely to get pulled at half for somebody else. So Jackson Hayes will probably become a priority over Josh Hart in that order that I just ranked. Um, some other high total games or high total teams here. You have Houston at a 115.25 team implied total. They have just an insane pace for this game. A 109.14 projected pace here, the highest on the slate by 
almost five possessions for each team. They're four-point favorites, 226.5 overall game total. San Antonio on the other side, the four-point underdogs, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time start, 111.25 team implied total. I mean, Houston, you have a, a fine, fairly priced Russell Westbrook at 8,800 if you want to try and prioritize that. I do prefer Luka over Harden on the top end, but you just saw Harden score 60 points and damn near what was it that night? I don't know, probably in the 90s in fantasy points. So I have no issues if you want to go to Harden over Luka. Harden will be in my lineups. It's just not too sure right now how many, 12 hours before lock or so. So yeah, it's just those two guys. The guy that I really want to look more into is Clint Capella coming back today. He's just been dominating so much. And this hurts Russell Westbrook, right? The, the rebounding rate seemed to be impacting Russell Westbrook more than Capella, which is the opposite of what you saw in OKC when Steven Adams was just getting absolutely murdered by Russell Westbrook, taking all of his rebounding chances and, and dropping his rebounding rate. So Capella now, price dropping a little bit. Capella now, if there is, it gets even better if there is no LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, even if there is, I think it's still fine. So Capella is somebody that's a little bit sneaky for me on the slate. Again, he's priced up in that high 7K range, but I mean, look at his, his stat sheets. I mean, the guy's just picking up like 20 rebounds a game when he is healthy. So unreal. Um, I, I think that Capella is sort of a sneakier play on the slate. Macklemore priced up in the 5K range, no interest. PJ Tucker at 4,600 is always a guy that you can just get to, right? You know, he's probably going to play 34, 35 plus minutes, especially when there's injuries to this rotation still with Eric Gordon. Um, and and now you have no probably no Daniel House Jr. If if House Jr. plays, he went from doubtful to questionable with an illness. I think he's fine at his price point too. He's in the low 4K range. I feel much better about that um, than trying to play Ben Mclemore off of a big game at 5100. So lots of pieces of Houston stand out today. I think for me, if you want to get to Harden, it's fine. I don't really have a strong stance on him getting to him or not. I just prefer Luka for a little bit cheaper more here. Again, you can reference, oh, but Harden scored 60 last game. Okay, well, if you think Harden's going to score 60 every game, then you should lock him in 100% every single game, right? I think that in 60 real points, not even just fantasy. I think that there's a really good chance Lucas scores 65 fantasy points today, and at 11,300, that's that's just too cheap. So I think both of them are fine. Uh, I probably prefer Clint Capella over Westbrook today, personally. Going over to another game, Washington and Orlando, another nice total, 226.5. Washington, one and a half point favorites here. Above average pace in this one, 104.14 possessions I have. It's above. It's about one possession more than the league average per team. 114 team implied total for Washington, and a 112.5 team implied total for Orlando. So both teams, I mean, it's just going to be a close game here. Washington, the pieces that stand out are Thomas Bryant, and it's a somewhat tough matchup, difficult matchup, but if you have no Mo Wagner, he's just going to be forced to play more minutes unless he gets into foul trouble, which he does uh, early and often, I guess you can say. But Thomas Bryant stands out. If there is no Mo Wagner, Rui Hachimaria, uh, Davis Bertans, they would also stand out as secondary interest. The Orlando side, um, yeah, like Evan Fournier, he's 6,200. He continues to just produce at a huge clip since um, one, when Aaron Gordon was out, but now returning. But also just with no uh, Nikola Vucevic out there, production is being siphoned off to all of these guys. And Evan Fournier seems to be the one benefiting the most with Michael Carter-Williams being out for about a month now and just his like six to eight minutes of the point guard rotation being gone. Markel Fultz has been seeing a stable 30 minutes a game seen 29 or more minutes in each of the last four, 30 and three of those. Now he gets a good matchup against Washington. He's priced up a little bit, but nowhere near as much as, oh, I can't get to him. I do like getting to a, a Markel Fultz here if he's going to play 30 plus minutes, and who knows how much more they give him after that. Aaron Gordon is fine if you want to get there. Jonathan Isaac is a secondary interest to me, but now he's back in the 6K range. If you do get Mo Bamba starting over Ken Birch, that's where I would go. So for, to, to boil this game down, Washington, Thomas Bryant stands out. And then just if you have no Mo Wagner, I'd probably get to a little bit more Rui and Davis Bertans. And then Orlando, uh, the things that stand out the most to me are one, Evan Fournier, two, Markel Fultz, and then three, Aaron Gordon. If you get if you get Mo Bamba starting at the center there, he would probably jump to number two behind Fournier for me. 
that's it for the the higher total games i think we talked about out of these seven games probably five or four of them you can look at the target often sheet if you're listening screenshot it just to kind of evaluate everything else that's going on but i'll get to the early interest here and in pricing order I'll, I'll give you here 18 players that stand out as for one reason or another interesting to me it could be because i really like them it could be because i want to think more about them usually those players are marked in yellow if you're looking on the youtube version be sure before you do leave who is your 6k play of the day leave it in the comments leave it on a review over on the audio version review yet again if you need to if you already have reviewed you can leave another one um you can leave it over there who's your 6k play of the day leave a twitter handle leave away paypal for a way for me to contact you and you have to be subscribed to the audio version or and or uh, the youtube channel to be eligible to be entered into that contest i will be giving away 20 dollars via paypal or venmo whatever it might be on friday's video to somebody who is entered throughout the week i'll take up all the the entries if you've entered like four times don't don't spam it with 30 comments i'll just delete your name from the sample you do it one per video I'll collect them and then you can put it into a wheel. So I've been doing that since yesterday's video. Thank you to everybody who has participated. Early interest, Luca, uh, 11,300 on DraftKings. I think that's fine. Point guard, small forward eligible once again now. You get that small forward part. He just fits into all your places. Really high total. Second highest on the slate, 118.75. I think it's a fine spot. This interesting range here of the 8K range I dropped down to after that. Like I just dropped everywhere in the 9K range. Doesn't stand out too much to me. In that 9K range, you have some interesting pieces of course Andre Drummond at 9100 I think is fine you have Anthony Davis priced down to 9600 against Denver difficult matchup but Davis is pretty much matchup proof as long as he's healthy so Anthony Davis should probably be on this list you can put him on there if you'd like Paul George at 8200 I think that's a really cheap price tag but then you have Ingram at 81 and Whiteside at 8000 I'd rank it in this order probably George Ingram and Whiteside like you see in the pricing but I want to look more into Whiteside like I said some of his rates see if this block upside is actually something that we can rely on with Carmelo playing in front of him Brandon Ingram at 8100 it's just nice. He's going to play this power forward today. You could roster him as a small forward. So he'll be playing near the power forward position, which probably in his rates and things like that, rebounding rates bumps him like one to two fantasy points in a projection. And you get the roster him at small forward where you just get more power forwards in your lineup. That's usually good. Uh, Paul George over Kawhi for me. Clint Capella drops to 7,800. Depending on what ownership looks like, if Whiteside's coming in highly owned, even at an elevated price point where he's relying on blocks, I'll probably go to a lower owned $200 less Clint Capella. He's definitely going to be lower owned today if I had to guess. He's just been injured for so long. People haven't seen him produce as of late. Um, so I think, and then also he's on the team with Westbrook and Harden. So I think if he's low owned, he's a, he's a nice option to go to. Fred Van Vliet's price point dynamically priced down. He's coming off a 249 point fantasy performances but now he gets to go up against miami which is a tough spot without a doubt um no Dion waiters though uh, you're, you're still going to have no Goran Dragic, but it's still a tough defense to go up against he'll probably see a lot of rookie kendrick nunn which is fine for fred van vliet the roster is a shooting guard he's going to play probably 40 minutes in this game so he's definitely in play at the reduced price point now blake griffin there's been some people on Patreon saying that uh, Blake Griffin has been um, just a pain for them over the last week. Look, he's now, he's priced down. He was just coming off of an $8,000 price tag. Now he's at 6700 and last game blew out, so he didn't see full run. He didn't play the last 15 minutes. He's going to play 32, maybe even 34 one of these days in a game if it stays close here. A 108 team implied total, an above average pace spot. Uh, I think that Blake Griffin at 6,700 is a really nice play. Only power forward eligible, which is annoying, but if it said power forward center, I wouldn't roster him as a center anyways. So yeah, Blake Griffin's in play. Uh, Chris Sporzingis, I like a lot here against New Orleans. You just have, you're not going to find a better game environment. A 118.75 team implied total, a decent pace spot slightly below average pace spot actually but at 6500 you're just not going to find a guy who can play in this one 32 minutes at a 1.2 fantasy point per minute 1.25 fantasy point per minute production and he has a 25 percent usage rate right so i just like it his price point dynamically priced way too far down after a couple of bad games evan fournier 6200 shooting guard small forward eligible 
he's been more ball, ball dominant um he's seeing a ton more usage with no um he's seeing a ton more usage on the year he's been leading the scene with no vooch out there he's seeing all of it 25.4 in the year averaging over 30 minutes a game i think you get fournier here for a nice 32 to 34 minute game with a lot of production in a beneficial matchup against washington will barton didn't really talk too much about denver in the lakers game Orange has been consistently balling out all season long. You get an above average pace spot, 6,100 start, starting at small forward today. It'll be a tough matchup for him. I do prefer Fournier. I do prefer Porzingis. Prefer Porzingis. But after that, Barn, Barnett, uh, Barnett, Barton in that range is nice. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to put Christoph Porzingis as their favorite um, 6K play of the day. Let's see if anybody gets different. 5k range is a lot of guys in here so thomas bryant we already talked about him fine spot against orlando probably more stable minutes if you get no mo wagner you probably are looking at thomas bryant securely going to play a 32 minute role but again secure only if he stays out of foul trouble lonzo ball 5400 and josh hart on the same team 5300 um they're going to play similar minutes i'd imagine ball plays probably now since he was unleashed to play 33 32 to 34 josh hart off the bench if he comes off the bench probably going to play around 30 to 32 so i think the upside similar prices on both sides of fantasy draft and DraftKings. i think the upside is probably for like a higher ceiling game there for josh hart but just like a median projection at 5400 for lonzo to get you a little bit above median like 30 points i think he gets there more than hart just based on the fact that Alonzo will close out. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. at 4,600 and P.J. Tucker at 46, both of value today at the same price point. I would prefer, honestly, probably uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. I think that they're both pretty stable in terms of their production in minutes now. seems like Tucker's going to play 35, but with Capella coming back, Tucker moves away from the basket more, will be set for his in-the-corner three-point shooting to rely on a lot of his higher spiking games or his spikes in his production i prefer tim hardaway and then in yellow i have jackson hates at 4400 and kevin porter jr at 35 porter jr is on cleveland he will fill in for seti osman who is questionable today if he misses i imagine he will fill in we'll see what they do i don't think they'll be running lineups out where they have larry nance at the three but just keep an eye on it and there's already they're already thin at small forward like you already have porter having to play 18 minutes off the bench and take up all of osmond's minutes he's not playing at the three so now if you have no osmond you probably have porter playing 30 minutes if he starts again it's a big if watch what the watch what happens there but 3500 right now in this sleep a shooting guard small forward he's at least in play if he was to start i think he plays 30 minutes or so um so he's at least in play today uh it's not a, a lock a guy starting at small forward is never great not nowhere near compared to starting a power forward center or point guard but it's still 30 minutes of production at that price point jackson hayes in yellow I- i'll like jackson hayes if he starts against dallas if not i probably won't get there but he's only 4400 if julio okafor starts over jackson hayes just know that you're taking a risk but i'd still go back to julio okafor and not just base it off of the last game sample. So that's where I'm at right now. Those are 18 players. I appreciate you all tuning in. Be sure to leave your 6K play of the day linked up or linked up in the comments below or on the podcast reviews. Hit that subscribe button. You must be subscribed to enter that contest. $20 will be awarded via PayPal on Friday after the episode. So thank you so much. Follow me on my social medias. Hit the link down below to check out my Patreon. There are free strategy guides also down below that you can check out. This is the Tuesday 7 game NBA slate breakdown for, as I look at the date, December 3rd. It is now 723. I'll get this video and podcast up to you all immediately. So thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.